Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. I I am beginning a brand new series today called Fam, I Love You. And uh, we're going to be focusing on church family and the importance of it, the value of it over the next several weeks. We'll finish our series with our nine-year anniversary. Can you believe we're turning nine as a church? Isn't that crazy? So that's coming up. You've got invites on your seats. And, um, but uh, a few weeks ago, uh, somebody so graciously donated four VIP Shania Twain tickets to me. And I said, what would you like me to do with these? <laughs> just bless somebody with them. And, uh, and so I had just taken these four tickets and I had just put them in our staff, group me, our, our communication line. And I said, if, if you want them, they're yours. They're yours if you want them. And immediately my wife texts me and she says, you didn't ask me. <laughs> um, Okay, because like we've been married for over a decade and I never heard you sing a Shania Twain song. I never heard you mention her name. And so I'm like, okay. And then what happened in the, in the group me is it was really like I, I, these ladies were at, they were out of pocket. Like <laughs> they were fighting each other for these four tickets. And I was, I was like, this is not like, this is not Taylor Swift tickets, or this is not like to go see a Broadway show or anything. This is, I just want to be clear. This is Shania Twain tickets. And they said, yes, we know this is our childhood. And, and some of these ladies felt very left out. I was very surprised. And then, of course, I was left out because my wife was mad at me. <laughs> but I was like, it's yours if you want them. And some were left out. And I was just thinking about that spiritually, is there are some people in the body of Christ, in fact, honestly, probably more than there should be, who feel left out of the blessings of God, the favor of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the abundant life in God. Should I keep going? And you feel left out. But the the thing is, is all of it is yours if you want it. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, it tells us, excuse me, 2 Corinthians, that every promise in Christ The promises of God are yes and amen. Amen. And so either God's a liar, either the the writer of 2 Corinthians is a liar, or the promises that God has given us in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. Another way to say that would be the title of my message today. They are yours if you want them. They are yours if you want it. Going back to my original thought, I think there's a lot of believers, you're not walking in the fullness of God's promises and they're yours. So what happens? How do we get there? Why are we missing our potential 
in Jesus. So I'm gonna start us in Matthew chapter 12, a little context. Um, previously in this chapter, Jesus is in another area. When he was in another area, he heals a man with a shriveled hand on the Sabbath. And of course, the Pharisees freaked out because folks with dead religion always get mad when things come to life. Uh, they call a meeting to plan to arrest Jesus. So he goes to another area and then he's approached by the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law. They then ask him to prove his authority by showing them a miraculous sign. Then Jesus goes on this whole tangent about the demonic. It's fascinating. You should read it. But then here's where we pick up. This is where we're going to pick up. Verse 46. As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus... <clears throat> Your mother and brothers are standing outside and they want to speak to you. Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Verse 50, here's the key. Anyone, somebody say anyone. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. You know, that's good news for us. It's good news if you ever felt like you were, um, if you ever felt like you were uh, an outcast or on the outside or didn't belong. Anybody been there? Um, I was uh, preaching in New York City on Friday night and uh, I, I was outside, I was talking to this guy and he's like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from Philadelphia. And all, already, he gave me the nose up because he's in New York City and I'm in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just, sometimes I think even in our city, okay, and I know there's people watching from all over the place, but I don't care. In our city, like we do have this chip on our shoulder where it's like, where it's like okay, uh, we're not DC, we're not New York City. And so we, we, people look at us from the outside like we're, like we're, we're second fiddle kind of, you know what I mean? Like we're not as good. They don't realize we're better. The better food, the better sports teams, better personalities. More trouble, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, but, but like there is a, there is a, um, and a, a subconscious, a subconscious like chip on the shoulder of Philadelphians where it's like, you know, like, you know, I don't care. You don't like me, I don't care. Or like, yeah, so what? There's not this big city or, or, or like New York City or whatever it is. And I like that about us. And that's good. But, but I, I also think that, that sometimes this chip on our shoulder at times, it becomes a persona in all areas of our life. Where it's like, maybe I don't always expect to win. Maybe I don't always expect God's best. And I really just want to help you separate all your secondary identities from who God has called and made you to be. If, the Bible says, you do the will of my father in heaven, well, you're my brothers and mothers and sisters. Do you understand that Jesus is suggesting, and he had a mother, 
Well, he had earthly brothers, right? Fascinating, his earthly brothers, particularly James, right? James doesn't even believe in him as Lord until after he's crucified. You would think that his brothers and, and mother and all this stuff, like you would think these people would have greater access because they're blood. You know, you would think that they would have special privilege. And sure, they had the privilege of seeing Jesus in the flesh up front and in person. But what Jesus is clearly stating to you, to me, and to everyone, even the Philistines, excuse me, not the Philistines, the Pharisees, and any religious leader, the people who are plotting to kill him, he is saying, listen to me, if you receive my love, anyone can be related to me. I think that's really important. I think we're undervaluing that. You know, I have a, a very close friend, very good friend of mine, name's Josh, married to Allie, another close friend, and, and uh, they have a son, Asher. And Asher uh, looks like them, and he's a blend of their personalities, and he's a great kid. But early on, after Asher was born, they really felt and sensed the call to go adopt and rescue a little girl from Africa. Uh, her name is Myra. And I will spare you the details of Myra's life because honestly, it is so brutal what happened to her. But they went and, I mean, soon after Asher was born, he, he was probably less than a year old. They had to leave him for months at a time to go back and forth to try to adopt Myra. $50,000 plus invested, time, energy, airfare, I mean, her story, absolutely brutal. I mean, when I tell you they were rescuing her, rescuing. And when she came back to the States and started to get acclimated, I mean, that was a whole other element of trying to find out how old she was and all the different aspects of medical and medical history and all the things necessary to adopt her and make her family. But here's the thing. Myra is as much their daughter as Asher is their son. She has all the same access, all the same resources, all the same opportunities, all the same time, all the same family, and on and on and on. She is equally loved by mom and dad. Do you understand that the Lord has done similar for you? The Lord has done similar for you. He loved you before you loved him and knew him. And he paid a great price by sending Jesus so he could have you. This is exactly what Jesus is describing. If you say yes to my love, if you say yes I believe you are my family. You get all the same love that my blood family does. You get all the same great benefits. You get the same great blessing and provision and increase. And you are my family if you believe. I think sometimes, sometimes believers who maybe are journeying and coming up against struggles, sometimes they look at Christian influencers or pastors or leaders in the church or great ministers, and they're like, man, I, I cannot get into that stratosphere with God like they are. 
And the enemy uses anything he can, including social media and television, and he makes people think they're bigger than life when they're not. And he uses time and distance and space to make us think that somebody else has what you don't. And while it's true that some people pay a great price for the anointing, and some people pay a great price to walk in the favor and the blessings and the proof of God, because that is true. The reality is, is that what God has uniquely invited and designed you to do and to have, you also could pay a great price and experience the fullness of what God has individually promised you because his promises in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. And you have as much of God and as much of the anointing, as much of God's favor, blessing, and family, and sonship, and daughtership is yours if you want it. You got to get, under, you gotta get out, out of the mentality just because you got some issues, just because you got a past, just because you're dealing with, I don't know, you're dealing with depression, great anxiousness, you're struggling, you've got financial challenges, you're going through something, you're questioning, you're in a different stage. Just because you're going through something does not mean that God doesn't want to bestow his victory on it in you. Victory is yours if you want it. It doesn't always happen immediately. Sometimes we got to fight some battles, but those tickets, those Shania Twain tickets, God's favor in your life, sure as if you want it. You don't have to be left out. You don't have to be left behind in the kingdom of God. You know, Paul experienced this and Jesus, and he confirms this in a statement in his letter to the church of, in Ephesus, Ephesians 2. Listen to this, verse 19. So now you Gentiles, that would be us, are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord through him. You Gentiles are also being made part of the dwelling where God lives by his spirit. A couple things that we should observe here, and I really want to help you understand this, is Paul, of course, is, is saying that I was a murderer, I was an enemy, and because Jesus decided to invite me to receive him on the road to Damascus, I am now no longer an enemy of God or no longer a stranger to God or someone without, but I am now someone given authority, dignity, purpose, new life. He's also saying that while there is confusion that only Jews should receive this new life or Christianity, no, it's for the Gentiles and for those who will come after us when we die. Furthermore, Paul is saying, the church is people, it is not a temple. When Christ died and the veil was torn, everybody 
who receives him and calls him king and Lord has access to the greatest and deepest places of God's presence. You can get into the Holy of Holies right now, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, former murderer, drug dealer, sinner, thief, robber, adulterer, whoever you are. Like when you say yes to Jesus, even if you've got... Even if you're on probation, even if you've got something on your ankle right now, like whatever it is, like if you, you have access to the father and you are son and daughter. Do you understand how good of news that is? That the saving, freeing, forgiving, loving, healing, giving hope, all of it that only Jesus can provide is available to anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. You could be lost or once be lost and be found, listen to me, and be found instantaneously. Do you understand one moment in God's presence, one word from God can change everything in your life. One decision to say yes to Jesus. In one moment, you can receive the blessings of God. In one moment, you can walk in divine purpose. In one moment, you can hear and know his voice. In one moment, you can experience healing emotionally, sometimes physically. In one moment, you can know what to do with your life. In one moment, you can be free from sin great and small in one moment you can lose the taste and desire for cigarettes drug over drinking in one moment God can change anything in a moment he can secure your place in heaven and in eternity in one moment friends one moment problem is problem is all this is yours if you want it but do you believe it Will you receive it? And as verse 50 says, will you do the will of my father? Friends, listen to me. Whatever you dream or imagine your relationship with God, it's yours if you want it. But I want to clarify something. Please hear me. Every location, listen to me. God will love you no matter what. Amen? He'll receive you no matter what if you acknowledge your sin and surrender your life. Whole life to him. Not, not part of it, not compartmentalized. God gets my Sundays, but he doesn't get my Thursday nights when I'm lonely and I got to call somebody. God gets my whole life. He, he gets my finances. He, he, he gets my relationships. He, he gets my sexuality. He he, he, gets, he gets what I do for a living. When you surrender your whole life, he receives you. Here's the kicker. Listen to me. Please hear me. God will love you no matter what, but he cannot bless you no matter what. Mm. He, he'll love you no matter what. But he, but he can't bless you no matter what because not, God's not a liar and his word will not come empty. You will always reap what you sow. God can work with you and mold you no matter what, but he is unlikely to transform you if you don't want to be. God cannot accept sin. He sent Jesus to pay for it once and for all. Again, you reap what you sow even as believers. 
Doing the will of the Father is what frees, listen, what frees and positions you for the fullness of God's promises, of family, of blessing, and it's proof that you are His when you do the will of the Father. So let me give you some practical steps of what God's will is. Here's God's will for you. Receive Jesus as the Son of God and deny all others. Yes, I believe in Christ, the Savior who came, who's the Son of God, who died on the cross, who was raised on the third day. He's the one and only Son and He's the only way to the Father. You gotta believe it. Next, you gotta get baptized in water as a public profession of faith which many will do today. And some who did not plan to get baptized already, you sense, I need to be baptized today. And guess what? You can be. I'm called to build his church by way of participating and having a church home, being in relationship with other believers, be discipled, evangelize, make new disciples, be obedient to the word of God and his voice. God's will is that you would love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your body, all your soul, all your strength. See, listen to me. When you are really his child, his family, you don't want to do, you want to do these things because you've received his great love. You want to love him back and please him. Did you hear what I said? Every location. When, when you receive God, when you are really his, when you're part of the family, it is not a burden or a chore to be obedient to God and want to do his will. It's not always easy. Let's be clear. It's not always daisies, rainbows, and butterflies. But to do the will of God, there is innately in those who are his a desire to say, I want to please my Lord. I want to love my Lord. I want to serve at the pleasure of my King. Yes, God. I know it's not always easy, but you have my yes. Here's the question today. Are you doing the will of the Father? And if you're a believer, you know when you're not. But if you're not in his family... And if you're not doing his will, I say this lovingly and gently, you're his enemy. James 4.4, and it's amazing, James writes this later on, says, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I'll say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. And believer, listen to me, we need to be careful not to find greater satisfaction, greater fulfillment, and greater contentment in the things of this world over the things of God because we play too close with God's enemies. I'm not saying don't be friends with lost people. I'm not saying don't invite people. I'm not saying don't be a community. I'm just saying when the things of this world please you more than doing the will of the Father, you got a problem and you got to fix it. And those who are not believers today or those who are not following Jesus, please hear me as I say this. I love you and God loves you. But as long as you live in sin, you're an enemy of your creator who loves you. Now today, some already have and many more will be taking the step to be baptized by doing the will of the Father. Why do we do this? Well, for one, Jesus did it. But baptism, listen to me, it signifies the new life that's yours if you want it. It signifies you not doing your will, but the will of the Father. It signifies you becoming part of the family of God 
This is why these are the best days. This is why we do what we do. We publicly say, I am new in Christ Jesus. Paul writes in Romans 6, he says, well then, should we keep on sinning so God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by his glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. In other words, when you go under the water, it is the old you, it is all your sin going in the grave. I've died to myself. That is no longer me. And when you come up out of the water, it is you coming up out of the grave, being resurrected with Christ, the Holy Spirit resting on you. Same power that conquered the grave begins to live in you. God gives you a new song, a new word, new vision. You're a new creation. Something supernatural happens as you do the will of the Father and you do what Jesus did. Don't hesitate today to do the will of the Father. As I close, I'm a minute over where I should be, but as I close, I, I do want to tell you about Syl from Center City. She's a great girl and in, in May she got baptized. Uh, Right now, since after her baptism, she's been all in. I mean, she's serving and connecting and growing and reaching. And it's powerful, the spiritual momentum that she experienced after her baptism. But she had a lot of apprehension in getting baptized. Listen to me, because when she was a baby, she was sprinkled and her family was troubled by this idea that she was gonna get baptized. Well, she really wrestled with her family and her siblings and she got her mom together and she said, listen, here's what I believe and let me share you some theological differences that we might have with our brothers and sisters in the Catholic church or maybe some other Presbyterians or something like that. But here's what we believe and here's what she explained. She said, I know that you thought that I was being baptized as a baby, but when they sprinkled me with water, I was actually being dedicated. Your desire was for me to live for God all the days of my life. And when I got older, to still choose God. But I cannot be baptized as a baby because it's a conscious decision that I'm making to crucify my old self and be raised with Christ to say, I'm his, he's mine, he's forgiven me of my sin. And so what we say to others and what she said to her mom that day and her mom got on board and her whole family came and it was powerful, right? But what we say to you is maybe you were sprinkled as a baby and your family, they, they thought they were baptizing you. And I don't mean to offend you, but really they were dedicating you in hopes that when you got to the age of accountability, you were able to make the own decision for your life. And so if you were sprinkled as a baby, we definitely encourage you in front of others to say, I am publicly professing my faith. I'm going on the water because I got a lot of sin that's going under and I got a new life to live. And what you're doing and what Syl did is it was so encouraging to her mom because it was her going, wow, you really are living what I hoped you would live. And today, my hope and my belief is that we would be a church that does the will of the Father, no matter what it costs us, no matter what it looks like. I don't care if we're a million people. If we're not doing the will of the Father, we've failed. 
But if we're 10 people and we're doing the will of the Father, I know God will take care of us and I know that we've won. And so today, let's win in Christ. It's yours if you want it. Let's do the will of the Father and say yes to Jesus. Be part of the great family of God. Amen. Amen, church. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially want to thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.